It's the Fantasy Finish Line, episode 16, What's Left in the Tank? Clink. <laughs> Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Alright, welcome to the podcast everyone, this is the Fantasy Finish Line We just saw week 14 conclude last night with the Patriots going down Everybody here likes seeing the Patriots go down, right? Yes. Alright I am Jason, joined as always by Dave. Uh, say hi to everyone, Dave. Why don't you? Well, you know, I just told you that I was going to be doing some things behind the scenes, and he says, "Why don't you just speak for a while?" It'd be I just great. said, "Say hi." Is <laughs> all I want. You can just give me a dismissal. Hi, hey you know, everybody out it. there. And uh, joining us tonight is Mike. Mike has refused to speak all night long. Thank you for joining us, Mike. What an intro! All right, and well, there he is. Yes. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Good, good, good morning, Vietnam. So, Mike, you have an empty beer there. What are you going to be drinking next? Next up on the list for me is uh, Open Bomber of Unani. Uh, this is La Soul 10 from 2017. It's a American wild ale fermented with passion fruit. I think you're going to have to say, yep, the, say 10 in French. 10. Uh, La Soul Oui. Oh, you're close. What is 10? I have no idea. Mm. 10 what? 10 in French. Just 10. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're from Chicago, where we said Niles. Uh, the other bottle says Chicago, which is interesting. Oh, wow. uh, this one says Niles. But uh, perhaps they have more than one brewery. Great brewery. Uh, they do a fantastic sour. They got series of them. We love them. Cool. Uh, I am finishing up the Three Floyds Necron Ninety Nine, um, and that one is um, well, it's most excellent. I must admit. Uh, it is a um, solid IPA from Three Floyds, like I said. Uh, I had to look up. I did, I did basically Google like the letters I could read on the label to sort of figure out what the name of the beer actually was. Right. We knew there was none. There's uh, some crazy-looking robot Deadpool guy on the label, and he's got like the most amazing shotgun axe. Shotgun like axe. Mac from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. would love that sucker. <laughs> um, so... Before we start tonight, there is one more thing I wanted to get going on. Dave's going to love this, especially because I get to interrupt him again. Uh, We have a bet to settle up on, um, and this was a bet that we had earlier in the season when Mike was on the show. Uh, We had our over-under bets, and it was uh, for a board game. So Dave, uh, you get to unbox it live on video on audio only oh that'll be great the audio only unboxing yes we're gonna start a new uh, podcast unboxing i'm glad the all the forethought that you've had here um on the the show i was hoping that it'd be taped so you could get the nice ripping sound yeah i didn't go that far i opened it to make sure it was what it was there we go but i think dave's gonna be having a lot of trouble with with the box there all right great yeah this game's called splendor and this is not a board game podcast however uh this particular game is one that doesn't have very many components but is highly strategic and tactical for those uh of you who need that in your life like me even if you're playing against your grandma who will understand the game but you'll probably beat her at it and if she beats you you'll be really upset Mm. That said, um, it's a really cool game that I've had on my list for a while. So thank you guys. That's that's fantastic. All right, well, yeah, Cheers. that's the week eleven over unders bet that we had, uh, where Dave went undefeated. But you know, it's funny. You know, Jason, Jason and I are roommates, so he's gonna know what's kind of what's kind of hanging on my list sometimes. So that's excellent. Oh sure. Well, we uh, actually played that. This all connects. We played that game coming home from Mike's bachelor Thanks, party guys. Appreciate from Florida. It. 
I'm Cheers. glad you got this from Cheers. the you know out of the kindness of your hearts and not related to a bad. Not at because all. we were contractually <laughs> obligated. It's just thinking of you. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we'll play it together. So that's great. We we do bets almost every week and even sometimes twice a week or three times a week depending on how uh, how much we disagree on players or what's going on during the actual game. So that's always been fun for us throughout these uh, podcasts and in in real life as well. All right. Well, I look forward to Splendor, but uh, now we'll move on to some football. We're not going to play Splendor just on audio broadcast. That would be, you know, we could do that for week 17, maybe. Yeah. This is, this is for all the people who have ESPN week 17 games, and we're going to uh, play a board game instead of giving you fantasy advice. How exciting. Anyways, um, <laughs> we'll move on to week 14 here. So uh, we kicked off on Thursday night, as it always does, uh, and you heard thousands of fantasy owners cry out in unison as Alvin Kamara was silenced. Kamara? Yes, I will screw that up only three more times tonight. Uh, he has extra time to get cleared this week, so Kamara is optimistic, but that's him, not the doctors or the coach necessarily. But he's optimistic he'll be back on Sunday. There's no reason to assume he won't at the moment. Uh, and if he is back, I assume that he'll be full go, regular amounts of touches. Uh, look for the injury update on Kamara on Wednesday as is, you know, the tradition in the NFL. There was really. definitely a uh, one of those collective sighs that went up around the fantasy world as uh, the the top scoring running back um, injures himself <laughs> yeah. on a play. But it's good to hear that he'll be back, and uh, and I hope that some people kind of slipped into uh, into the next round of the playoffs because he was out. I love it when that kind of stuff happens. You have to be prepared for that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and one of the surprising things I know that Ingram was questionable. During the week, going into the game and all, uh, wound up not even having a very large role for them. I think he scored fewer than ten points in a. Um, I can't do Ingram. I know he was uh, ten points in PPR, so he was right, lo- right, yeah. Standard than, league, it was definitely below less than um, ten in standard. Nine point two, we're close, you know. Yeah. But nine point two is not what you expect out of a guy uh, that you've been getting such crazy production out of. Well, they they did go to the air quite a lot in that game. It kind of changed the uh, the scheme a little bit. But you're right; uh, he his performance was not great. Definitely, uh, they help each other when they're both in the game. Yeah. So that game that was an away game. That was a sort of an aberration, I would say, for the Saints. I think that they'll be playing a lot better uh, this week and then next week when the Saints play Atlanta again. That one's going to be at home. The Saints really need that game just to win their division. Yeah. So uh, I really wouldn't worry about. Uh, your Saints players. There's a lot of teams that have big players that we're going to be worried about very soon, but the Saints, I think you're safe right now on all your players. Everybody's going to be healthy, and you're going to be good for the next two weeks on your playoff run. Uh, Sorry, I need an NFL schedule in front of me. I'm I'm lost without it. Saints got the Jets this week, Atlanta next week, Bucks week 17. Mike, on the spot, I'm glad you decided to speak, Mike. That is a great addition to the show. Uh... (laughs) I'll break the silence. <laughs> Fantastic. So Brett Hundley, uh, he won in overtime, preserving the Packers' chances. And we'll get a little bit to uh, into the Brett Hundley thing a little bit later. But uh, more importantly, what we need to know uh, and what we did not get answered today, I was refreshing Roto World and Googling every couple hours, and uh, it drives me nuts. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back or not. Um, it, it looked like it was all systems go coming into this week. He was practicing, and they like showing footage of him throwing the ball before games and stuff like that. Um, but they had specifically stated that they would make a decision today, 
and it sounds like it, it, it's not as good of news as they had hoped. I would assume if everything was fine, they would have just said, "All right, we're going." Yeah, uh, you know, I was on top of it with you as well. And, right, uh, right. You know, everything I'm reading now says tomorrow there will be a decision tomorrow. They have um, to release an injury report tomorrow. So they have to. And uh, if they're going to pull them off of the IR list, then that probably also has a certain time requirement yep. as well. Um, and they may not even need to do that until Saturday. I've seen that before in games where they don't take guys off the IR until they really need to cut someone, and they, they take more time to decide who to cut. So, so specifically to add some more details to this, uh, to those people listening who might not have been following so closely, etc., or maybe those of you who, who haven't read all the news reports, they've, they've done a, a great medical scan that actually scans the bone density to see if it could stand up to a hit. Because right now he can make good throws, he's in practice, he feels good, but it's one of those things where you don't know if an NFL linebacker hits you, you know, hard and you tumble to the ground on your shoulder, etc., is that going to stand up? to uh, to the um, aggression to that attack, or is it going to break again or have another problem? And obviously, the Packers don't want to risk their franchise quarterback going forward, a guy who's probably going to play for another four or five years in an ideal situation, right? right. So um, they're saying Tuesday night. Now, uh, it could still happen tonight, but it's more it likely... It is currently Tuesday night as we record this. So I think it's more likely that we hear tomorrow, but it could be one of those things where they update it like in the middle of the night. Um, I don't think there's anyone out there who only has Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. You're, you're, at this point, you're probably going to have another guy. Um, and there's, right, you're looking to move him back into your lineup. Yeah, there's likely not a you guy you're picking up. You have made it this up. far without any quarterback at all. But who knows? The, the situations are fluid. Like, for example, in a, in a league that I had Aaron Rodgers in, or have Aaron Rodgers in, I have Cam Newton as well, but I had Matt Ryan before, so I had dropped him to pick up... Uh, uh, somebody else, which means that Matt Ryan's out there. In your league, there could be another top 10 or top 15 guy out there that you might have to play, depending on how um, uh, how confident you were that Rodgers is going to come back. And so, if Rodgers does come back, are you going to play him this week? Because... I, 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 t- I totally think that I'm going to put him in, uh, especially because I got him in two quarterback leagues. Okay. So he's for sure going in those leagues. I, I just got a really big kick out of Charles Woodson's uh, medical advice for Aaron Rodgers. Fall so, off a bed? Fall off of a bed like 10 or 12 times. He might jump on the bed, see how it feels, get on the ground, roll around. <laughs> well, that is Charles Woodson. <laughs> that was that was just before the 2012 NFC playoffs, which is interesting, but hey. He uh, wanted to psych himself up to be in the game, in a game situation, and he's like, well, it feels good here, but I'm not doing anything. So it's like, just see how hard I can I can jack myself up take on the a floor. Hit. Yeah, he Love wanted it. to take a hit wow. without really taking a hit. <laughs> hey, I mean... You know, I whatever, mean, there, whatever works. There's been NFL players that get injured in a pool um, or tripping and falling on a, on a deck or something. Sure, so sure. I'm sure that the team wasn't excited to hear about Charles Woodson's innovative um, techniques. Yeah, so the Packers do not have a win-and-they're-in scenario. Uh, they need help, but that help could come in the form of like the Rams beating the Saints, which is totally reasonable. Uh, I, I, and I was going through the playoff machine on ESPN today where you could just put in the result of every game for the rest of the year and it'll tell you all the seedings. And from what I gather, I didn't try every iteration, but uh, if, if that game happens the way I just said, the Rams beat the Saints, or the Seahawks, it's either this week or next week, and the Packers, of course, went out, the Packers will make the playoffs. Uh, so there is a lot of motivation to get them back in. Uh, the NFC, with all of the uh, top seeds having, like, you know, bad or like questionable or no quarterback at all you know it's kind of anybody's game anybody's you know what would it be anybody's nfc championship at this point um so 
the question that we need to know and we need to address is, what are you going to do if he is playing? If he's not playing, then it's status quo for the Packers. You start Devontae Adams and you start Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. That's it. But Jordy Nelson is a guy who really disappeared, uh, and I assume with Rodgers back, he'll be back. I think so. I think it was Hundley that just wasn't comfortable passing to Nelson. I think that was the issue instead of some kind of other injury or anything like that. Um, love to get Mike's thoughts on that. I, I just wanted to mention that, like you said earlier, he might come back in 15 or 15 and 16, but he is playing Carolina and Minnesota, both top 10 passing defenses, top 10 rushing defenses, good defenses in general. Right. So it's tough. Like for me and that team I was talking about earlier, I'm probably going to start Cam Newton regardless of whether or not Rodgers is healthy. If it was very gung-ho Rodgers this morning, I could see you having more of a decision. But I, I kind of agree with you. I would probably start Cam Newton at this point over Rodgers. There's only a handful of guys who I'm going to start over Rodgers. Like, I've got him in a in a one-quarterback league, but I've got Russell Wilson. Yeah, so, so what do you go with Wilson. What do you think about Nelson and the guys on the Packers? I, something else got you through the last six weeks. And, uh, you know, if you don't have a better option and you need that Hail Mary of maybe a Jordy Nelson or an Aaron Rodgers out there to throw four touchdowns, but... Well, you know, maybe guys you're that starting go away every week. I mean, yeah. you do need to replace guys still. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so you know, if you're riding like a hot hand, uh, you know, it's not a good example with Case Keenum from last week. But uh, you know, I'll use him here. I don't know who the Vikings are playing, but uh, you know, I'd, I'd say there's seven or eight quarterbacks I'd probably play over Aaron Rodgers in his first time back. They play uh, the Bengals. It, it, it's hard to do, but it's the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, kind of you can't. Joke. You can't experiment. You experiment and you're out. It is tough to do. And and we're talking about trends here, et cetera, and you have people coming in who haven't done well, um, and then you, you expect them to do well immediately. A lot of times there is a, an escalation that has to happen. You know, you and, and sometimes you're wrong in, in counting that in with studs like Rodgers. Maybe he'll come back and have a 300-yard, two-touchdown game. That's fine. Yeah. But statistically, when someone comes back from an injury or people haven't played for a while and they come back to a game, they generally don't do as good as they normally would in their peak in a season. And, and I, I'm totally with you on that. There's a handful of players that I would make the exception to that rule, yeah. and I think Rodgers is one of them. He's been on... Um, you know, uh, he, he was on a break that was a set limit of time already. So it's not as if he, um, what am I trying to say? It's not as if he's being rushed back necessarily, even though they're, they're still taking time to decide it may be gamesmanship at this point. He might have been ready two weeks ago. Um, so it's not necessarily like a situation where they're going to be pushing him to come back. Well, we remember this is a game, and I think most people are going to, the situation is more like if you have Aaron Rodgers and you don't play him and you play somebody else who's maybe uh, a top 15 quarterback but not a top 5 guy like Rodgers, and then you lose because you didn't play Rodgers, then you're never going to forgive yourself. And that's not really a, a, a way to go in betting scenarios, but that's definitely a, an actual yep. scenario that's going to happen to people. Um, like, if this guy comes back uh, off IR, he's available, do you play him? Well, is he a stud? You kind of have to. Yep. You know, if you play Case Keenum over Aaron Rodgers and you lose the game, and you would have won with Rodgers in, then you're going to have trouble going to sleep for the next uh, couple days. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the other big fantasy player, like I'm not too worried about <laughs> Devontae Adams. Uh, he's been pretty good with uh, with Hundley, and he'll continue to be good with Rodgers if Rodgers plays. But Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has been outstanding the last few weeks. I don't know if it's 
because they really need him to help Hundley along. Or if he is playing better, he's getting used to the league. Did you say Jamal Rogers? Are you making him into Jamal uh, Williams? <laughs> My bad. He's like Rogers' little little brother. Yeah, right. Jamal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rogers family, Jamal. We're adopting you. It and, sounds like uh, a State Farm commercial. Let us know what you want for Christmas. We have a couple weeks left. If he keeps he playing threw a football like he and like broke been. something. Yeah. He keeps playing like that with Rogers to spread the field. I mean, he could be a really good. I, I don't see why I don't see how you could sit him at this point, no. and I don't see why the Packers would go away from him. It's either. just it's just that uh, it's that chemistry thing. Like if if Rodgers is better with Jones and he's practiced with Jones more, then he'll he'll favor Jones. Nothing against Williams, he just will. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's you know and I know all of us know when you put a new quarterback in um, or or an old one comes back in, the the players change. Yeah. And so you're you're not going to get the the zero uh, or like the thirty yards from Jordy Nelson that happens every week because Rodgers and Nelson have a great connection, but uh, and that sounds like a um, some kind of a retail store Rodgers and Nelson Ooh, like Rodgers no, and you Holland. Got, yeah. You've got Williams, Nelson, Adams, and Cobb who are not actually ex presidents. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you continue to go with Jamal Williams, but I would not be surprised to see a different situation develop at running back with Rodgers back in, just because it's going to be what he's happy with. It, they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and no one is going to know uh, unless Rodgers says on his radio show, you know, and, and even then, can you really trust it in, in competitive football, what people say on, on the air? Exactly. It's almost always going to be, uh, cliches or yeah. I'm just not going to give you straight answers. But it's like Mike said, you have to go with the guys that got you there and Williams has been good and there's not really a reason for McCarthy to change things up right now. They might continue to give Jones more carries, which it looks like it's trending in that direction. Like what do you have? Uh, eight carries or something last game and he only had one the previous game coming back from injury. So he'll probably have uh, like a 70-30 split. That's what my best guess would be. Um, but I, I think four carries for negative two yards last week. Well, regardless of the yardage, the the snap count and the and the carries. Sure, I could see him getting a few more snaps, uh, and he did have some like much better games earlier in the year before Rodgers got hurt. It just depends on how, even right after Rogers how dependent they are on the run. With Hundley, they're more dependent on the run. Without Hundley, they're less dependent on it. So, um, do you trust a Green Bay running back with Rodgers? It's tough to do historically. Uh, exactly. That's a good point. So, um, you know, keep your eye peeled, eyes peeled for what the hell is going to go on in Green Bay this week. It, it probably what I what I can say I think is that it's going to swing some fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Either people are going to go with it and it's yep. going to work out, or they're going to lose because they went with it. You know, it, it's going to have a lot to do with uh, this week, which is. Exciting as hell. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Glenn in the chat room asked about Josh Gordon. Is that on our uh, our list here? Yeah, I feel like getting up and high kicking right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he scored his first touchdown. Flash. You know, while we're talking about the Packers, I can't believe the Browns blew that game and uh, Josh Gordon looked great. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I think that people are drinking the Josh Gordon Kool-Aid. All of his work came in like the first quarter and a half of the game. The, the second, like, I mean, they played almost, they played a lot of overtime, too, like, there was, he was gone. You must not have any Josh Gordon. No, I don't, but that's not <laughs> the point. My point is he only had six targets compared to 11 the week yeah. before. You know, Because they were up. He's great. He has Deshaun Kaiser. Because they were winning the whole no, game. No, but that's because Crowell uh, was running and, and because they were winning the whole game. Just that like doesn't Mike happen said. often. 
Other, otherwise, otherwise, they have to throw to him. Yeah. And he still, regardless, ended up with 80 and a touch, right? Yes. And you're going to be happy with any of your receivers getting 80 and a touch. Yes. Um, but I, I'm with you. He's up and down still. He's a new guy. But after the, the first uh, two games that he played and the volume and the targets and the points, I think you have to trust him as, as a guy on your lineup every week now. Yes. I don't see any way you can't. Especially with the problems with wide receiver this year. Sure. And this week he plays Baltimore. Baltimore gave up over 500 passing yards to the Steelers last week. They used to be a good passing defense. Yeah. Until the Steelers broke them. Yes. (laughs) No, they were broken before they got there. Let's be fair to them. They sucked beforehand. Well, Jimmy Smith gone. um, Issues uh, on uh, on the defense in general. Team kind of falling apart. Um, is uh, going to be a wild card um, uh, playoff spot, perhaps? Maybe, yeah. Uh, well, certainly I would say that Tennessee has no business being in the playoffs, so Baltimore <laughs> probably is a better team at this point. I'd um, rather see Tennessee in the playoffs. But Well, of course you'd rather see them against your team Well, in the I like playoffs. Tennessee's youngness and upside. Dude, Tennessee ain't getting yeah. to the second round, so don't worry as a Steelers fan. Mm. It would be like the Chargers or... Well, we saw the Seattle Seahawks win Kansas the Super City. Bowl. So, you know, as what? As a wild card, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. the Giants did it twice, I think. It could always happen. We, we I don't think anyone here expects Tennessee to make it that far. So <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on, though, from the Packers. We're going to talk about Carson Wentz. Uh, he is down for the year. He tore his ACL. He actually played four plays after he tore his ACL. Threw a touchdown on one of them. Um, so Nick Foles is going to step up, hopefully. Uh, a couple of very important questions. What do you do to replace Wentz first? Uh, I assume you need to hit the waiver wire at this point, unless maybe you were uh, stashing in Aaron Rodgers, then you could get very, very lucky indeed. Uh, so, um, Or be screwed with, with uh, another quarterback that can't play. Well, sure. Uh, you would, you know, maybe su- tonight, if there's no news, still put in a claim for a guy. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Colin Kaepernick. Is Colin Kaepernick coming back for the Eagles? <laughs> No. <laughs> Nick Foles is better than Colin Kaepernick, dude. So I've seen the stat, actually, and uh, their first 24 career starts, Nick Foles actually has more wins, less losses, more touchdowns, less interceptions. That's because he was amazing yards. that first year. Two of those stats are the exact same thing, but okay. He was amazing that first year. He, uh, he was, and Carson Wentz was, but Nick Foles wasn't even MVP caliber that year. Or sorry, not not the first year, the second year. I'm uh, just saying he's competent. It's it's in there somewhere. Oh, I'm totally sold on Nick Foles yes. being able to win a playoff I'm game not with this he's team. Better than Wentz. I with know this that. team, yes. which is incredibly good, and and I wanted to get that to that in a minute. Um, I don't think there's gonna be a big drop off for these guys, um, but it may be different guys that really end up rising to the top. Well, that's crazy. Of course, there'll be a drop off. He, he he's the backup quarterback. There's there's the backup quarterback comes in and, and is better than Carson Wentz, who is the MVP candidate for the league. I don't think he'll be better. I just said there's not going to be much of a drop-off. But it may be different guys that wind up being productive. But I think for you know the passing offense of the Eagles, it's still going to be, war- it's still going to be working okay. There's going to be fantasy value there. Um, but my question originally was, who is going to replace Carson Wentz on your team? So assuming you have to pick somebody off, off the wire, you've got your choices of maybe Nick Foles, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Case Keenum. Maybe Joe Flacco, maybe Jim, Jay Cutler. Uh, who do you like? To... Jay Cutler is not being rated in the top 25 I just wanted a bunch of names in a list. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's at the end of the list. All right. Let's move back to the beginning of the list. Do you like Nick Foles or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo more? Garoppolo's got a great matchup this week against Tennessee. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo yet. He hasn't been throwing touchdowns yet, that's for sure. Uh, so, you know, who do you like on the waiver wire to replace 
Carson Wentz. I think teams are doomed to be honest. If they if they if they lost Carson Wentz and, and there's in this point in the playoffs where people are stacking up two at a time, you basically have no one to to grab. And if you're asking for like deep waiver wire candidates at quarterback, um, that's that's a tough one. Are you saying that like teams are like purposely taking extra quarterbacks to take them off the waiver wire? No, in in the end in, during the playoffs, you're going to stack usually two quarterbacks to play matchups, two defenses to play matchups when you have those one position. Uh, slots on your team, at least that's what I do, is is I'll, I'll pick guys ahead of time um, for their matchups in Week 15 and 16. Okay. And I think... People it, who had Carson Wentz uh, weren't doing that. No, the other people in the league. Okay. So I'm saying that because everyone is taking quarterbacks, has a quarterback at least, maybe two on their team, that's going to be in a 10-team league, let's say 18... Uh, 15 to 18 quarterbacks that are gone. Assuming that those are the top 15 available, you're basically left with cannon fodder. Well, the guys who I brought up are not in the top 15. Right. And I'm just saying, it doesn't. I don't know how much it matters when you're replacing uh, a Carson Wentz who's a superstar. All right, well, I guess if you had Carson Wentz, then all is lost. Hey, well, uh, bad let's, news, guys. Let's no, not I... walk off a plank, but I'm just saying you have to play the matchups, then not the player. Yes. And, and the only thing you can do is just uh, say, who's going to go up against like the worst defenses out there? you got to play them, right? If Blake Bortles <laughs> That's is exactly available. what I brought up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd look at Blake Bortles. Uh, he might be available in some leagues. He's Bortles has been he's, good. He's thrown two touchdown passes three games in a row, and he's got Houston this week. Yeah, and that's then, a great uh, one. I still like Jimmy G. I think. Uh, yeah, against, he plays Tennessee this week. I think Tennessee, that's a great matchup. I think they've been moving the ball great. They sputtered against the Bears, but they moved the ball enough to kick five field goals and win the game. It's too bad that the trade deadline is passed in most leagues because that's what you'd ideally want to do is yeah. just grab somebody on the bench from some other team. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess so. I guess those are kind of your your top guys that you have, and Bortles and. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and Nick Foles is playing the Giants this week. I, and Kaiser might not be a bad idea against Kaiser, Baltimore. Kaiser I mean, was a good pickup last week. You You're know, right. Kaiser could be well, another That's the kind of uh, guy that I can get behind because that's a fantasy quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's not even good in the NFL, and I don't think he will be personally, but he's a fantasy quarterback. It's like Tyrod Taylor. He's going to be cut from teams after he plays them for a couple of years, but he's still going to score you 20 points a game because he can run. He has that ability. Sure. But if you play a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Blake Bortles, it's almost likely that they'll get you 210 yards and no touchdowns because their team could just run the ball. Both those teams have amazing running offenses. Uh, Well, the Eagles are shaping up to have one, and they're definitely going to be referring more to the run game, uh, I think, in my opinion. Although you you had said that you think Nick Foles is going to come right out in that passing offense. I just disagree with you there. I, I think they'll try to make him a little bit more of a manager. Uh, because the Eagles are in a good spot. Now they look really smart for going out and getting another running back. Yeah, well, Ajayi is, is fantastic on paper, yeah. and uh, they've got a couple guys there, mm-hmm. right? So Ajayi and uh, and LeGarrette Blunt. Clement, Clements look good out of the backfield. Shouldn't they be able just to pass the ball to Elshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, and run the ball and win the game that way? They should. Well, then you might have a Nick Foles game where he scores one touchdown with 200 yards. I and, agree. And that's not really playable in a fantasy championship or playoff game. I'm not putting Nick Foles in this week. It's tough. Sure. It's tough. I mean, what do you think his upside is? Do you think he could he, he could, could score throw. like Carson Wentz points? That's what you... he could throw three touchdowns. I mean, his upside is basically what he did in 2013. You know, that's four years ago though. I mean, he hasn't even uh, done much Didn't since, since the Rams. Play right? Four years ago. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. The stars are aligning. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Uh, Nick Foles for the Browns. I mean, Nick Foles has started uh, 20 games since then. 
and this will be his 21st game uh, that he starts since that season when he, you know, had 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. The last time he was starting was for the like the really bad St. Louis Rams, though. Uh, right, he started for the bad Rams. He started for Kansas City one the game Fisher last Rams. year. The bad Rams. And he started eight <laughs> games the year after he played uh, with the Eagles. I'm sorry, the year after his good year. Uh, but he still went 6-2. and two. I think what you find from these backup quarterbacks is that you're going to get uh, the tight end shots. Zach Ertz looks like he'll come back and play. He seems like a good play still, but it's slightly unpredictable. But you had Foles playing with Ertz a while ago still, didn't you? Weren't they still on the same team? Wasn't Ertz there like uh, in 2000 and, uh, 2014 or 13 or something like that? Um, or is he, is he, he brand was. New? That was his rookie year. Yeah, so they have some kind of chemistry already. That's good. Uh, Elshon Jeffrey's the big target. He'll definitely get targets. Just like DeAndre Hopkins is going to get targets from whoever the, the heck is the quarterback in Houston. I think that has more to do with the coaching staff realizing what the hell they have. Well, in Houston, anyways. And Jeffrey just got signed to a huge contract. Who's the guy who's going to get the ball all the time? It's going to be Alshon Jeffrey. Soft right. tissue. Yeah. So I, I think... Alshon soft tissue. I think you're right. I don't think they'll have a problem moving the ball around. I just think they'll focus on the run game with the new quarterback, and, and it's going to be tough to play, even though they have a decent matchup. Um, but it's so hard when you when you talk about guys like like Garoppolo, who's just starting, and guys like Bortles, who, who alternates, like... You know, really tasty games or games where Fournette and uh, um, and Ivory and Yeldon just run the whole time. You could even try for a Keenum. He plays the Bengals. Man, the, it's, it's, I don't think Keenum's going to be available. I mean, he might be. He's been one of the top quarterbacks of the league over the past like six weeks, yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, he's probably taken. He is. Yeah, he's sixty-seven percent owned. At this point, can you count on twenty percent? But of he's those... not taken in the league where I need him. Where I had Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dude, so, this will be the time you play Case Keenum after not playing him the whole season and he doesn't do well. Or Bridgewater I, I, I comes did, in. <laughs> in the two QB league, I did get him in once or twice. Um, and it worked. So that works. Yeah, well, that's, that's but tough. But I, I, never, I never got his good games like the, the Thanksgiving game. So I, I, I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but that's what it is. It's, it's really bad for Carson Wentz owners. However, I, I think that you have to play those matchups. And you have to play a team that has holes on the secondary. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe you'll get lucky. And and maybe you play the backup. It's just that usually in these circumstances, playing the backup is not as good as playing someone else on uh, on another level. You know that. Uh, or someone who has a really juicy matchup. Yeah. It's, like a Kaiser. That's tough. But um, but I don't know. So so in your situation, for example. Um, are you going to do the, the Foles thing? Do you have other possibilities? I mean, because you, you're actually live-action representation of this decision. I don't have that decision to make personally. I mean, I you know, I don't mind going, as they say, inside baseball on a, on the podcast for the sake of the show, even though you're in the league and the guy sitting next to me is in the playoffs with me. Uh, I'll still run down the list of quarterbacks. I'm not playing you. You're not playing me. That's true. <laughs> but we can look at the list of quarterbacks that are available. The, the top guy on the Yahoo list is Blake Bortles. I kind of agree with Mike. That's a pretty good choice this week. But it's Bortles, Keenum, Dalton, Mariota, um, Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. You know, no, nobody jumps out. It's like, oh, yep, that's the guy. But you know, I have three or four guys to choose from. I'm going to have somebody starting who I have a little bit of confidence in. Browns play the Ravens division game. Kaiser probably won't do that well. I guess I guess Bortles, Bortles plays Houston at home. I guess Bortles is a good option. I think option. he would be my first choice. It's just, like I was saying, a lot of times Bortles will, if you look at his, uh, at his game tape, 
He'll he'll be throwing the ball to get the lead. Once they get the lead, they they don't do anything. I, I think I would go. They'll like throw for 180 yards and two touchdowns, and then like nothing happens after that. I think I would go Bortles, <laughs> Keenum, and then Foles, and then I think Garoppolo is taken in this league. I wouldn't touch Garoppolo. Don't don't do it. Well, you know he's down on my list. Yeah, like near Cutler. I. <laughs> <laughs> if I say that name, I think Dave has a little acid reflux. Oh, it's fine. He had such a good game last week, uh, but I I have him ranked this week um, at, at like 28 or something. He's playing Buffalo, which shouldn't be that bad of a matchup, but he just doesn't do what he did last week. That was a fluke game uh, for the Dolphins. Great to see them have the Patriots number, though. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, I Thank I know you. I know where Tom Brady is not retiring to when he finally retires. It will to not Miami. be to Miami. Yeah. Uh, so Carson Wentz wasn't the only quarterback to go down. Uh, Josh McCown, the annual guy who gets an injury, finally got an injury. So good good on him for playing through Week 14. Um, and he almost finished the game, but it looks like Christian Hackenberg is going to be taking his place. Um, obviously I'm not here to advocate a Christian Hackenberg pickup on anyone's team. Uh, what I want to know is what's going to happen to the slumping Robbie Anderson with no quarterback to get him the ball. Austin Severian Jenkins was fading and now he's going to be a ghost. Like, do we just avoid the Jets now? Yep. Here's another guy. I had a couple uh, people on the team that, that kind of failed me last week and that's Robbie Anderson, Austin Severian Jenkins. Um, and Josh McCown was the whole reason why they were still doing well. He's done that for a couple other teams, including the Bears. He's made a bad team or a team that was slumping look good for a small amount of time. I think this is uh, Fantasy Football Festivus tonight, and Dave is airing all of his grievances from this week. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I'm just saying that uh, Josh McCown has been able to come in and put a little bit of oomph into starving offenses, and he's getting older. He doesn't have a lot left, and he just got injured. So if we're talking about Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, that means that they're back to being starving. Uh, nothing's going to really happen there. Robbie Anderson is is good. And Bryce Petty connected with Robbie Anderson a bunch of times last year when they were trying to figure out their quarterback crisis. But he's not consistent with him. He's not a solid wide receiver anymore. And you can't play him in the fantasy playoffs when you don't know what's going to happen with this quarterback. I agree. you got to yep. sit him. Yep. I, I figured that that would be pretty... Uh, Universal. It's sad, though. Yeah, I mean, he was, I would say, He's Mike fine. and I, yeah. at least, uh, the favorite guy to just cheer for. Well, I had him on two teams, and he would score like 16 to 20 points a week. I know, it was fantastic. He was so. uh, he was one of the best waiver pickups of the year, yeah. uh, but those don't always last. No. no. Uh, so a couple other quick injury guys. Uh, Tom Savage is out. Uh, what was the noise he was making earlier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, is it too soon? I don't think so. So uh, that uh, means that, that TJ brutal. Yates is going to be starting there. But as we know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get all of the targets anyways. So don't worry about him, I, I guess. you still got to start Hopkins. Yes. Uh, Nathan Peterman is back out. Uh, so him and Tyrod just seem like they're going to trade off games for the rest of the year maybe. Um, you know, good for Peterman for not throwing five interceptions. I don't think he had enough opportunities to in that amazing snow game. Mm-hmm. Um Murray Cooper, I believe, re-injured himself. So he's having a very rough year, a really rough end to this year. Uh, I, I don't think you can start Cooper this week. You know, you're in the playoffs. You haven't had him the last few weeks anyways. Certainly if he's not playing. go some. If he's not playing, <laughs> of course. But if he is playing, I think you still sit him. 
so that's pretty much all the injuries. Um, so we had all that, and we didn't even get to the best team yet. The Steelers? You guys have made me a Steelers fan. A Steelers fan. Great. I like to think that it's because I have so many Steelers on my fantasy teams. It's, it's necessary that I'm a Steelers fan. But they're also a, a great team to watch. So I want to dig into uh, my stats column quickly here. Uh, statistically insignificant is a column I publish every Monday. Um, good place to find stats that you can, you know, discuss that may or may not mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but are fun to uh, just bat around a little bit. So all the stats I give are standard scoring, Yahoo scoring. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. As promised, the Steelers. So Le'Veon Bell had three touchdowns in the game uh, this week to help the Steelers in a awesome comeback win where they won. 39 to 38. You don't see too many uh, final scores like that in the league anymore. Um, so I'm sure you're aware this was the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, and when it comes to the playoffs, there is one guy only who is amazing in that first week lately. Uh, the last three times he has played in a week 14 game, Le'Veon Bell has three touchdowns in each of those games. He is averaging 40 points per game in week 14 games that he has started over the last three years, or four years. Um, so this year he was a little bit below average. He put up a measly 30.5 points. Uh, still the best fantasy performance this weekend. Um, and, and I guess I, I will limit it to one Le'Veon Bell entry. If you guys remember the game that he had last year, he had 298 yards and three touchdowns against the Bills. Uh, that shit was amazing. Yeah. Do you have Bell on your team last year? No. No bells? Uh, no bells. That, that uh, rocketed me to a championship. Although, I actually lost the game where I had him last year. That's brutal. I couldn't believe it. 50-point game, up in smoke. It's always bittersweet for me because uh, I played against Bell this week, and he destroyed me. Uh, uh, destroyed yeah. my hopes and dreams. But as a Steelers fan... Uh, Things are know, looking up just, for the Steelers I right now, that's for win. sure. And, uh, you know, Dave and I can do uh, good things if the Steelers win the Super Bowl. So Things are looking up, he says, as, as, if, as if the whole uh, season has just been, it's been treacherous before now. I remember a moment <laughs> when they lost to the Bears and everything seemed like it was crashing down. We always lose to the Bears. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. We do. Because the Bears are never going to make it to the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that part. Peace, NFC. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the actual best player on the Steelers is averaging 116 receiving yards per game right now. Uh, Bell is the guy scoring touchdowns right now. Um, he, I don't think he's the MVP. That is Antonio Brown. Not just the MVP of the team. He, There's an argument that can be made that he's the MVP of the league. Um, my, my stance on that is sort of like, well, if you know Russell Wilson doesn't make it to the playoffs, how could he possibly be the MVP? If Tom Brady really has lost all of his arm strength, he's no longer the MVP. There, there aren't a lot of like shoe-in choices for MVP at, at the moment. Carson Wentz, maybe the leader, just went down. So I make my case for Antonio Brown. If he has a huge finish to the season, if he can push 2,000 yards, I think that uh, he is going to be in the discussion for it the whole time. 
Um, so he had 213 yards on 11 catches against the Ravens. That's his second 200-yard game in his career, the 12th time he's gone over 150 yards. Five of those 150-yard games have occurred this year. Um, so he's leading the league in receiving and catches and all that good stuff. Um, anyways, that's you know that's my time to gush about uh, Antonio Brown. As my buddy Bill says, I'm cooking meatballs over here. <laughs> uh, so uh, the 2-0 and record. So since he was a starter for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is 2-0. and um, So we, we talked about Garoppolo a little bit, but what I wanted to know is the other guys on that team, have they sort of moved up a tier or so um, in, in where you're going to be ranking them? Like Robbie Gold, who has nine field goals in the last two weeks. Marquise Goodwin has two really good games in a row. Carlos Hyde is back. Garrett Selleck had a big game. Dave, have you given these guys bumps in the rankings? Yeah, Garoppolo, Garoppolo brings people up a little bit. I still don't trust him in the in the offensive schemes are are you know it's it's uh, baby steps in San Francisco and they didn't even really want to bring him in until next year uh, and just kind of have him behind but like in lots of scenarios in the NFL it's just not possible to wait all the time and it wasn't possible here uh, because of injury and issues so um, so we are seeing them do a little better and we'll continue to see that through next year but. Those guys, when they when they're playing teams that are better than them, they're still going to look like a, a bad NFL team. Yeah, um, I do like Goodwin though. I um, I think he'll continue to put up good games with Garoppolo. Excellent. Um, so interesting. Yeah, Garoppolo has a two and zero record as a starter in New England and in San Francisco, uh, and I think they win this week against the Titans. If you need like an upset special, I'm sure that there'll be uh, dogs at home. I would go with the 49ers. Yeah, that's tough. So we talked a lot about the Packers, but this stat was awesome. Brett Hundley is 2-0 and in overtime, and Aaron Rodgers is 1-7 and in overtime. And I love Aaron Rodgers, and I always <laughs> talk about how great he is, but damn, that that's a bad overtime record. And Brett Hundley, with basically, what, two weeks in a row? The last, or no, uh, the Bengals game and yeah. then this game. Uh, you know, 2-0 in overtime is pretty sweet. It is. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty interesting. Good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, I have watched one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. And now I will quote it endlessly. Awesome. Uh, so 161 yards is uh, the combined passing yardage for that amazing snow game that we mentioned a little while ago. The uh, Sean McCoy though had 156 yards on his own on the ground. And he also had the game-winning touchdown, a 21-yard carry. Um, so remember, the next time that there's a huge snow game and you're hesitant to start your players in that game, if you have LaShawn McCoy, you start him. Because four years ago, he had 217 yards and two touchdowns in a just as snowy of a game. So, um, you, know, you know, it's LaShawn McCoy, but you need to play him even in the worst of the weather as a mccoy owner i wish it snowed like that every week every single week yes uh, so yeah check out that uh article every monday um and that uh you know makes sense of what's going on Between and the cruel, cruel more.
All right, so we are going to pick five or maybe more um, waiver wire pickups for you this week, courtesy of our buddy Jim Hutchins, who writes the Pick 5 article every week. Uh, basically, five waiver pickups that are going to be owned in fewer than 50% of Yahoo Leagues. Um, so leading off the list here, we got Nick Foles. We talked a lot about Nick Foles earlier, um, but especially if you're in a deeper league or a two-quarterback league and there aren't many options available, he's only owned in 2% of leagues. Uh, so, you know, especially in two quarterback leagues, he needs to be owned, right? I know that you don't want to start him this week in a one quarterback league, um, uh, unless you're in a very deep league. Uh, so he's an interesting streamer. The Giants have had a terrible time against anyone who they play this year. Um, so I, I, I expect the Eagles to be fine this week. Uh, you got Mike Wallace. He um, has been playing better. It seems like the Ravens have been going towards Wallace and away from Macklin uh, over the past few weeks. Um, so I do like the suggestion of Mike Wallace. Uh, would you start him this week, though, against... Um, see, I had it in my head, and then it escaped my head. Cleveland. Cleveland. Right? Great matchup, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a great you matchup. you find yourself but... down a Robbie Anderson... Yeah, I think I'd be playing Mike Wallace over That's Robbie a good Anderson. Like, it, 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 if your bench yeah. sucks and you're picking someone off, up off the waiver instead of, um, you know, filling in from your bench, then I think you could do a lot worse than Mike Wallace. So I mean, his last four games, I always like to look at targets. He had five targets last week uh, against Pittsburgh, eight against Detroit, eleven against Houston. Um, you know, so he hasn't scored any touchdowns. But he's been you know, the targets are there. He's a deep threat. So um, he's due. Yes. Which I no, hate I, when I, people say I wouldn't that. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking you have to have better options than Mike Wallace if you don't put him in there, but I I think there should be better wide receivers on your roster in the playoffs. Sure. Or potentially available on the waiver wire. So a fantasy pickup I like is um for defense, New Orleans Saints. Uh not only have they had some really good games earlier in the year where they're generating a lot of turnovers, but they get to play against, uh, he uh, wrote Bryce Petty in the article, but I do believe that it's going to be Hackenberg, right, starting? I, I thought I read that earlier today as I was scouring for Aaron Rodgers' news. You had said Hackenberg earlier. I'm, I'm taking you at face value. I thought it was Petty and Hackenberg filling in, but uh, whatever it oh, is. Oh, my bad. I was reading it wrong. He's, Hackenberg is taking over as the number two, so it's going to be Petty still. Yeah. That, that was the news from yesterday. That's usually the pecking order there. Right, Spenny. The my bad. Uh, I need to read things a little more closely. Uh, <laughs> it, so we got Mike Davis in Seattle. He's been on our list a couple of times lately. Um, he is probably going to be the lead back there, though. He has um, probably the only guy who's going to get consistent carries in the backfield. 16 last week, 15 this week. Similar production each week. Um I wouldn't be surprised if they manage a touchdown. I think that a game against the Rams is going to be very high scoring. He never returned to the game uh, last week after going down with a, a knee injury, so I, I think you need to be a little bit more wary of starting Mike Davis. Uh, you certainly don't want to pick up someone on the waivers this week who tomorrow is going to be announced as not going to be an inactive or not playing. So um, I, I think you may want to make him your second option, not your first one, is, uh, is, all, I'm, is all I'm saying. It's good to know. And rounding out the list is D.D. Westbrook, who is still only owned in 30% of leagues. I guess um, people aren't listening to us because we've been talking about D.D. Westbrook for weeks now. It's Day Day. Um, okay. Day Day. But, uh, but yeah, he's he's been trending up. Day Day Kamara. <laughs> hey, man. Kamara. <laughs> 
I am, I'm here to I'm here to help people with. Uh, You're with, not helping with pronunciation. Uh, regardless, uh, he has been trending up in week eleven. He did three point five to four point one to seven point eight to fourteen point one in a standard scoring league, which is a great trend. That's a four game trend from zero to fourteen. And Bortles has been playing well. I don't care what anybody great thinks. Great matchup this week. I, I love the Jaguars. I love Day Day. I think that him and Marquise Lee are going to blow it up. Um, you just got to make sure. Um, and hope and pray that uh, he gets involved in the first two quarters because if he doesn't and they're up early, he's not going to get involved in the second half because that's how the Jaguars roll. They literally roll over teams in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So a couple other running back suggestions. Uh, If you don't like Mike Wallace, Jonathan Stewart has had five touchdowns in the last three games. Mike Davis, you were saying. Um, You said Wallace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm looking at a list of names. My bad. Okay. Uh, and Rod Smith, who has had a bigger role. They have a good opponent this week. They're playing the Raiders, I think. Uh, so the the Cowboys, for one more week, are going to roll with Rod Smith and Alfred Morris. And then next week, in week 16, you get your Zeke back. And Hopefully the, you've made it that far. And the Cowboys teams. have been playing well, and they got their guys back as far as the offensive linemen. Dak Prescott were... got his groove back. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> for some matchups, he had like forty-one points against me or something ridiculous. Oh man! Uh, but yeah, so I, I like both those guys, and and whether it's Rod Smith or Alfred Morris is going to depend on how they want to run the game. Both of them can be really good in fantasy uh, against these upcoming matchups. And a couple of tight ends that you can look at: Jesse James, uh, because Vance McDonald got hurt. James got ten target or like eleven or twelve targets last week. Ten catches. Uh, and Eric Ebron also had 10 catches last week. These are guys who are going to be used a lot going down the stretch, it seems. They're, you know, their quarterbacks seem like throwing the ball to them. Yeah, my, my two cents is Ebron's better than James because James's uh, production was a product of 500-plus yards, um, whereas Ebron is a, is a product of, uh, of Stafford not having all of his wide receivers healthy. So um, you're going to have a, a better time, especially with Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. Uh, not playing Jesse James from the Steelers. Juju. There's there's one more mouth that's going to get fed, taking away targets from a guy like uh, Jesse James. And do not count on any 500-yard games for the rest of the season. <laughs> if if the Steelers can help it, they'll win with 250 that's yards. All I need. That, was, that was one week late for me to win the passing title. Yeah. Oh, so close. Uh, so waivers are tonight. Don't forget. So let's move on to the over-unders. Um, just recap last week real quick. We had Sean Foss here, our rookie expert on the show. We should have done all rookies on the over-under. We can go thematically sometimes. Um, but anyways, I, I took it. I had three correct. Uh, you guys each had two correct. But we had Russell Wilson, who was going to be... Uh, Supposed to have the worst matchup of the year against Jacksonville. We set his line at 21. He went over the 21, uh, scored nearly 25 points. Kenyon Drake, uh, we all saw what happened last night. Kenyon Drake went off, had um, 24.3 in standard scoring. Um, I think he was pushing 30 in a PPR league. Uh, so Drake played New England. We had his line at 9. Uh, Dave, good job going over on Drake. Uh, you also went over on Adam Thielen, who put up 16.5. Uh, his line was only 10. 
We had Cameron Brait, who we said his line at eight points. Uh, he came in under the eight. He only scored 1.1. 1. 1. Um, guys, is Cameron Brait done? Is it going to be OJ Howard now? The Bucks are done. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. That, that's fair enough. And Robbie Anderson, we all know what happened there. That came in under as well. Uh, we famously pushed the line all the way up to 13, and it didn't matter because he came in at 2.7. So I was going over no matter what, even if it was only like 10. Uh, I would have lost. No big deal. Uh, Kareem Hunt finally had a game again. He scored a touchdown, 138 scrimmage yards. Uh, So I had the tiebreaker that was meaningless. Uh, And we move on to week 15 where um, earlier I was supposed to uh, ask you guys what you wanted to bet on. And I forgot to do that. So uh, if Mike, if you have any ideas... Uh, otherwise, we can think of something. Uh, a bomber and a pint at Unani, since we're drinking that tonight. Since we have to go to Unani yes. sometime. All right, I like that. Um, so, uh, we will start out, and just to remind everybody how this game is played, uh, we're going to pick a line number, and if we all agree on the same side, we'll move the line accordingly until we get somebody on the other side of it. Uh, so, Tom Brady has had a couple of r- rough weeks on the road. Over the last two weeks, he has one touchdown, three Under. interceptions. <laughs> He hasn't scored more than 12 points. Uh, so he hasn't had any big-time games since really September. Uh, this is the fantasy playoffs. You need your guy to come through for you. Is he going to rebound because Gronk is back? Can he play well? This is his fifth game in the on the road in the last in six weeks. So he's, he's ending that stretch right now, but it's against the Steelers. We're going to set his line at 20 points. Mike, I guess you can go first. Under. Oh, Mike goes under 20. I'm going to go under 20 as well. Just keep it going under that. No faith in Tom Brady. 19 points. Under 17. Under 19? Under 17. You can say whatever you want, but you're pl- you're calling it under on 19. Under 19. <laughs> I'm going to go under as well. Keep it going down there. I think Dave is eyeing that 17 now. Under 18. Under 18? Uh, I'll stay under. This is a standard scoring league, don't forget. Um, a twenty-point game is a really good game, but it's Tom Brady. Yeah, you started eighteen points. You started it pretty high up there for sure. That's his average in standard scoring for the whole season. Yeah, even with the last two poopy games, even against the Steelers, who gave up a lot of points last week. Poopy. That's a <laughs> poopy games. I think you need a thesaurus. <laughs> I'm sure you could find a better, uh, you I know, like, adjective. I like, I like poopy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Like. It is. I'm thinking that we need to assign the poop emoji to Brady the last few weeks. Uh, Uh, Glenn goes over. I'll go over 18. Okay, Dave goes over as well. Glenn says uh, that he's going to have 24 points. I I think the Steelers are my favorite team in the NFL, and because of that, I know that they give up big plays all the time. If you look at how many points Baltimore scored, that should give you an idea of how easy it should be for the Patriots to score points on the Steelers. I would like them to win the matchup. However, Brandon Cooks will easily have a 50-plus yard touchdown in that game. Poopy. (laughs) <laughs> so be it <laughs> you're probably right but <laughs> you know at this point i'm rooting for uh the steelers because i'm i'm a bitter so am i so am i yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so brandon cooks uh a super feast or famine guy mostly famine he has double digit points brady and four cooks? times this year so i almost did all patriots what <laughs> the last two weeks he has six points total brandon cooks does so can he recover from that? He got shut down by Xavier Howard last night. Uh, Cooks' season average is 9.77, so we'll set his line at 10 against an easily burned Steelers secondary. Mostly because that guy named Burns. 
I like awful. I like the guy I named will, Xavian. I, I think Xavian is a bad Xavian first Howard name. is uh, No, Howard's awesome Howard's name. a shitty last name, but Xavian <laughs> is fantastic. It's Xavian. Then he should just go by Xavian. I am Xavian. So for Brandon Cooks, I will start I will go under ten points for Brandon Cooks. Under? Under Oh, you're going under as well, huh? You just said he was going to have a 50-yard touchdown. Please, Easy. Please to continue, sir. I feel like I should Dave, go Dave wants uh, insurance for that touchdown only being 30 yards. Of course. <laughs> under. Uh, so then we'll go back to nine points. Uh, I will go under nine. Over. Okay. Under. Nine. Over. You guys are making this happen, under. you know. This under. Cook's touchdown. It's it's my it's my bad, but I'll get a lot of Unani out of it. So he gets <laughs> there it is. Okay, so Jordan Howard, uh, his ceiling is high twenties. This you know almost thirty points this year. His floor, he has a game where he scored fewer than one point, less than one. Uh, his usage is very unpredictable. Just two weeks ago, he only had seven carries, but the Lions are giving up the fourth most points to opposing running backs. So clearly, this is a game that you want to get Jordan Howard. And I actually saw him get benched in a playoff game last week which you know may have been a good move but still resulted in a lot of points on your bench uh anyways we're gonna take his season average of 12 points uh jordan howard playing detroit on saturday guys don't forget there's saturday games in addition to the thursday and regular sunday and monday so we get seven i think game windows this week it's gonna be awesome so dave jordan howard 12 points 12 12 over. You want to go over on him? Why, why are you going to go over on him right away? You don't want to buy points? You don't want to sneakily get points? Um, Because I think someone else will go over as well, and I think Jordan Howard's trending up towards the end of the season, and I think Detroit's not a very good team, and I think Chicago is going to run the ball. Yeah, I'm okay. going over as well. Uh, I actually will go over as well. There you go. So 13 points. Over. Over 13. I'll take the over as well. Uh, on to 14, Dave. Where are you at? <laughs> oh, Lord. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing I can do? I'm not sure. Can no. I defer? No, you can't defer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second half. <laughs> 14 points in standard scoring league means he scores... Um, Yards two touchdowns and touch. twenty yards, or eighty yards and a touchdown. Because <laughs> he's not. I'll go over once more. A lot of balls. I'm gonna go under. Ooh, I'm gonna go over. All right, there we are. All right, and now Jesse James uh, might be a low end tight end one streamer this week. He did have ten catches, like we were saying. Uh, McDonald is out. Um, so he's averaging five points a game. The Pats are giving up 6.7 points a game to opposing tight ends. We'll start Jesse James's line at 5.5 points. Uh, Mike, it's back to you. 5.5, huh? 5.5 for Jesse James. I think I know where Dave's going. Against the Patriots. I'm going to go over. Okay, I'm going to go under on Jesse James. I think it's more of a down-the-field kind of game for the Steelers. Yes, you're taking my advice earlier, and it's it's good advice. Unless Jesse James scores a touchdown, which he might get a target or two. If he doesn't score a touchdown, then he's only going to have like 40 uh, yards or so. But I think Mike's banking on the fact that he gets a, a, a nice little touchdown in a, sure. in a game that could be a shootout. 
I think James is generally in the red zone, like uh, a number two or three target with McDonald out. So let's give James the benefit of the doubt and say he scores a touchdown. I go over. Oh, all right. All right. Go Steelers. I got to root for the Steelers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, give me got, points in this matchup. Uh, the point Saints def- defense and special teams—they've had some big games this year. They've had some mediocre last few weeks. Uh, like we said earlier, he's got the hot pickup going against Bryce Petty. Uh, so, will the Saints defense put up ten points? Standard Yahoo scoring. That one would be on me. I'm going to go over ten. It's a—it's Bryce Petty. He's going to find a way to top the butt fumble. I don't think it's a hard sell to say that they're one of the top defenses this week. Um, the problem is whether they'll score over 10 is a little tough because um, they, they have to get quite a few interceptions or sacks to do that. But the Saints have been good this year, so I'll go over as well. I'll go over. Okay, that uh, brings them to 11. 11 points. I'll stay over on 11. I'll stay over one more time as well. I'll, I'll go over. That's 12 points to Jason. Uh, I'm going to go under 12 because that seems too much. I'll go over 12. Under. Give me I the wanted Saints. to go under 10. Uh, you know, looking at it, they have four games over 10 points all year. Um, they haven't scored more than 10 points in six weeks. That's I because know. you need a defensive touchdown. We need to pick six, and I think the odds are high that's going to happen against Petty or Hackenberg. Yeah. You're but, bank, but you're, you're right. banking on a pick six. That's, well, you're banking you know, on a touchdown for Jesse. Yeah, not yeah, maybe. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. So meh. are you. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but you guys both don't have the Brandon Cooks touchdown, so I already win, basically. Go Steelers. Yes. And then, as uh, we have done in the past, we will just think quickly and give me your Jimmy Garoppolo passing yards. One, two. No time at three. all. No, because who else? Uh, who has time? Well, you did because you knew what it was. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you thought about it enough to type it out. That's more than we got a chance to think I about. I sent it. it to you guys three hours ago. We didn't read that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, the great secret of American society nobody reads their emails. Uh, but everyone well, says nobody reads the documents attached to their emails. <laughs> but yes. Well, fine. Let's, let's go ahead. That's fine. Okay. One, two, three. 225. What did you oh, say? Oh, fuck. I said 220. Okay, there you go. You got under then. You had two twenty five. Yeah, he had two eighty. Mike had two eighty. Yep. All right. Evenly spread out. Two thirty six. I get the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's likely where it's gonna fall. Probably. Yeah, we generally don't need the tiebreaker, but it does sometimes fall to that. Way. You said two eighty five. Two eighty five. Okay. okay. That's fine. Two eighty five. It is. So uh, that's all we got. Are there any other questions from the? peanut gallery anything we missed you guys um there there are some questions out there in uh in in twitter land and uh and some other places if you want to touch on any of those um is that something that you want to talk about sure yeah okay I'm so at the end of my list <laughs> so we have a a question from uh hat trick <laughs> uh Patrick Kane? It, it, no i don't hat trick um ppr uh, league and he has uh, Samaje Pirine and he has Giovanni Bernard and he has CJ Anderson and he wants to uh, to pick uh, two of those uh, in a PPR league with no flex um, for running backs. So uh, Pirine, Bernard, and Anderson. I'm going to start off uh, by saying that I'm not sure about Bernard and Anderson. It depends on whether or not Mixon comes back. 
Um, Anderson's a really tough cookie, so I'll let Jason crack that one since he's had him on more teams than me. But I will say one thing about P. Ryan. He didn't play that great of a game last week, but he has had several games uh, with over 100 uh, in scrimmage yards. And now that Byron Williams, I think it is, is out uh, for the season on injured reserve, he was the guy who was filling in in third downs, I think we're going to see more P. Ryan towards the end of the season. So it's a good opportunity uh, to, to put him out there. So I say P. Ryan and one of the other guys. Um, that's not a... You know, that's sort of how I looked at it, but this is actually a really tough one because uh, the trouble is that you're not going to know about Mixon probably until Saturday, is, I would assume. Is he playing on Sunday? Because he plays on Sunday, but C.J. Anderson plays on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, what's good about C.J., he plays against the Colts. Uh, I do believe that game is going to be in... Oh, no, that game is in, in Indy. Indy. Okay. Which um, favors a running back. It's indoors. Sure, turf. sure. That's good for the running back still. Yeah. Um, so the Colts have given up the sixth most points to opposing running backs. Um, I, you know, I, I think that maybe the Redskins have kind of fallen off of a cliff here. Yeah. I, I would almost suggest, and I've set C.J. Anderson for a, most of the last few, I don't know, eight, ten weeks now, um, because he's not been doing much, but this could be a game. They, they still are giving him the ball a lot. So this could be a game where he finally is able to find some production. You, um, you mean P. Ryan's not been doing much? No, I mean C.J. Anderson's not been oh, doing Oh, Anderson much. you're talking about. Okay. I, I think that P. Ryan is on now what amounts to a bad team, and that's why you may want to f- avoid him. So I, I guess I would say that you could start C.J. Anderson, and then if Mixon isn't playing, you can start Giovanni Bernard over P. Ryan. Yes. Um I don't know that P. Ryan isn't the automatic starter in that group for me. But certainly, if Mixon is playing, then P. Ryan is who you go with. And you just sit Bernard. So I, I think that you have to... Um, I think that you have to start C.J. Anderson because he plays on Thursday night unless you learn more information before then. I agree. I think you play Anderson Thursday night. Thursday night, I mean... I hate playing Thursday night games. I know. But... I don't want to recommend it, but it's a great matchup for him. That, yeah, it, it's a fantastic matchup, and what did he have? He had, uh, he had 20, 22, 22 carries, carries, last, carries week. last week. Only he had 48 like, yards. He but... had 15 carries before. Like He's getting, he's going to get at least like 15 carries. Yes. So you got to start him because it's there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll just mention that uh, P. Ryan has had um, 10 receptions um, over the past three weeks, and he has had two games in the past four weeks where he's had uh, – uh, over 120 yards from scrimmage. So talk about him versus C.J. Anderson. One guy is getting more work than the other guy is here in this equation. Uh, however, he was injured last week, so his numbers don't look that good. I'm still going to vote for P. Ryan uh, off the bat, but obviously I think it is good to listen to both of these guys. They have, uh, they have, uh, um, they've got some good points. But if you're going to start C.J. Anderson on Thursday, which I might not do, to be honest, um, then, then you... You can pick between Mixon and and uh, P. Ryan on on Sunday, like yeah. like they said. And then Glenn asks uh, McKinnon or Davis or C. J. Anderson or I guess Abdullah. Um, <laughs> it's not the best worded question. Uh, so Davis is a little shaky with the injury. Is that a PPR league? Um, I, I do not know. He didn't say. So. Um, I don't know, McKinnon is probably going to have a pretty good matchup this week uh, against 
I, I really should have a paper, a piece of paper printed out against the Bengals. The Bengals gave up a ton of points to the running backs last week. It could be the same again. Half point PPR. This is probably where Glenn is playing against me. That doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if, if you know somebody who's playing against you, that's fine. You still got to answer the question, yeah? I agree. I'd almost think about going Mike Davis there. Uh, you know, if see, he's healthy, I, I would go with Mike Davis, yeah. yeah. I, he plays on Sunday afternoon, and he didn't return after a play in the third quarter last week. Yeah, so. but if he's practicing all week, then you'll be okay. Yes. Is he practicing? It's really early in the week still. We'll know more tomorrow. Sure. Certainly we have more time before these games start. Right. Um, of those guys, uh, I would probably say that C.J. Anderson will have the most work in a, in a team that runs and, and passes the ball to its running backs yeah. uh, in a more standard way. Amir Abdullah is uh, out. He is like the backseat of... He's like the last running back now. Abdullah will play, but he's no longer the, the lead back help. on that team. He, he will probably be active, but he, wasn't he a scratch last week? I think he was injured. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not sold on that. Their running game sucks anyway, so whether or not it's Abdullah or Riddick or whoever, the, the running back system there in Detroit is just not working. So uh, I, I think uh, Anderson and Davis, if he plays, if he doesn't play, then McKinnon. Uh, but McKinnon plays before Davis, so if it ends up being a game-time decision, then you have to play McKinnon and, and Anderson, in my opinion. And you guys agree with that, disagree? Uh, I don't know if he was asking for one or two, um, but I would go with McKinnon first. and um, I would play Anderson over McKinnon. but I okay. think I'd rank him Davis, McKinnon, Anderson, PPR league. It's a half PPR. Half, half PPR. PPR. But fair enough. It looks like uh, those both of those questions uh, involving running backs that are pretty close together in the rankings in general. So it's really going to determine. Uh, it's going to be determined uh, based on the things that happen throughout the week here, on their status, on uh, on the teams that they're playing, and what happens. And you got to watch the news for that on Roto World, on Reddit, wherever you get your news from, and make sure that your players are healthy and good to go. All right. Well, I think that we can wrap it up then. Uh... I think I'll crack another beer before the night is over. Um, but cheers, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on, Mike. Cheers. Uh, this will be the last show of the season with Mike, but I'm sure that we'll have you on again in the future because you're one of the great guests that we have here on Drink 5. Um, aside from that, just follow us on Twitter. Make sure you set your lineups this week, guys. Uh, go do your waiver pickups. I totally played the wrong song there. I'm apologizing to everyone. Uh, let's try that again. <laughs> so anyways... Uh, Thanks for being here. We got one more show this year. The Week 16 preview. It's next week. Uh, currently planning on having Vince Foss here for one more show as well. So, uh, cheers, guys. Awesome. Five. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. Day blood in the streets. It's up to my ankle.